<laughs> oh, well, oh. to inform you of an interruption from our sponsors. <laughs> Planes. You need leg room? You might get it, depending on your plane. Fuck! <laughs> Spirit, no. <laughs> <clears throat> if you want to ride $43 a round trip, but pay for everything else, ride with Spirit. <laughs> Are drinks free? Haha, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, we're back. If you want to sacrifice comfort for convenience and the guarantee that you will land at your destination in one piece, fly spirit. <laughs> spirit, give up the ghost. Give up the ghost. What was that? Nothing. Definitely not a bird flew in the propellers. Robert Spiller, spirit, your airline. <laughs> Spirit, we don't know if we'll make it there either. <laughs> but your bags might. <laughs> Fantastic, and we're back. Episode 11. That's right. It's not ominous at all, given the movies that have come out recently. Not at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. That's yep. a reference no one will get. <laughs> Our everyone. Uh-oh. Are your doppelganger. Zing. Zing. All right, let's how jump. How are we doing today? Yeah, I'm how are we Ian. doing today? Yeah, I'm Ben. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we are Too Many Flicks. You're goddamn right. You, that's probably important. Yeah, I don't know how you found our podcast right, yeah. if you, like... <laughs> didn't know how, what to type but yeah. just in case just in case your phone glitched and brought you here by accident first of all thank you glitches thank you glitches second of all now you know who we are now you know and this, if this is your first time listening for some reason we don't understand why but if this is your first time we cover movie news tasty trailers and also comic book movie news and netflix now 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 so let's uh, jump right in there. <laughs> Jeez. Let's jump right in there with uh, tasty trailers. Oh. Ian, you want to uh, go ahead and rock the boat? Yeah, let's go ahead and get this uh, these waves crashing. <laughs> so obviously the biggest trailer of the week was Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. It's coming out December 20th. It's directed by J.J. Abrams. And it's starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, Billy D. Williams, and many, many, many more. Oh man, this is, people are going to do whole podcasts about this, but yep. we have to try to just sort of squeeze all of our thoughts and feelings about it into this tight little three to five minute window here. So Ben, what were your first thoughts after watching the trailer for Rise of Skywalker? The first thoughts that come to mind were, okay, we're doing this thing. Like... <laughs> I am one of those people who didn't particularly like The Last Jedi. I am coming around to it, though. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I actually think it's pretty decent. It's a great film. I don't know if it's the greatest Star Wars film. In my personal opinion, people may disagree. However, this did ignite more... Uh, 
Enthusiasm, Enthusiasm. This ignited enthusiasm for me to want to go and finish out the saga. It was looks like it's shot beautifully, which is no surprise. J.J. Abrams is a master. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. I... I I want to see how it closes. I'm curious, and yeah, it was a really good trailer. It was a very solid trailer. It is an incredibly solid trailer. I think it does very effectively what The Force Awakens did in evoking a lot of that nostalgia that we had, especially with the reintroduction of Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian, and we see him flying the Falcon. It's cool. It's coming full circle. He's got his ship back. Also, there may be some other people who are back. We hear yeah. quite ominously at the end, the very distinct laugh of Ian McDermott, who plays the Emperor, uh, that's igniting a lot of fan theories online. I, I I don't know necessarily what to make of that. I do gotta say, I'm excited to have JJ back at the helm. I think that he does a really good job of telling a snappy story, telling uh, he does a really good job of telling a snappy story. He does a good job of telling a very visually interesting story, and he's a diehard Star Wars fanboy to begin with, so so it's in good hands. I did enjoy The Last Jedi. I thought it did a lot of cool things that subverted the traditional Star Wars expectation. Namely, and this is something that I that I want to talk with you about, Ben. Namely, they revealed that Rey's parents were no one of particular note. And that's something that I really, really hope this new title doesn't allude to, Rise of Skywalker. I hope that they don't retroactively try to make some sort of twist out of it, where Rey is, oh, you know, Kylo's sister all along. I, I, I think that it's really, really cool that Rey is just a self-made hero. She came from nothing and now she's trained herself to be a powerful adversary against the forces of evil. And I personally feel like it would cheapen it if they're, if the writers were essentially saying, oh no, it's okay. It's because you actually descended from the family that's strong. So that's that's why you're strong. That, that explains it, right? Like, I think that would cheapen it. I don't know how you feel about that, Ben. I agree. I, I was in favor of her being like related to someone powerful but more and more i think about it the more and more i'm like she doesn't need it um anyone can be a jedi well the jedi are, are dead spoiler alert um <laughs> if the last jedi title wasn't yeah, enough, wasn't enough. Away. <laughs> i there was a theory that i read i want to credit this writer but i forgot the name where they believe that skywalker will replace the name jedi and anyone can be a skywalker oh. which i think would be I do like really that. really cool um and it also will touch bases on the emotional spectrum how it's okay to be in touch with your emotions how that's okay like to be attached to your family because that's what makes you stronger and that's what i really hope that's why i was disappointed in the last jedi but perhaps they were working towards that and i really want to see that uh, really showcased in this last installment which is crazy to even say that this is the, the ending of the skywalker saga yeah i mean it truly has been a saga it's spanned damn near 40 years and it's now getting a ninth installment it'll be nice to bring it to a close i'm sure it'll be very emotional if it's done well i'm excited to, i'm excited to see what they bring to the table we got the whole gang back it's gonna be a group adventure this time they're done splitting the party thank god because so many of these people are talented and we very rarely get to see them interact with each other but JJ has confirmed that he's he's bringing them back for a last hurrah together. That's cool. Do you think it can get too convoluted with Palpatine perhaps in the movie? And how much screen time do you think he will have? See, now that's a really good question. 
I don't know. Star Wars Battlefront 2 has a single player campaign where the Emperor posthumously is inhabiting these very ominous and frightening robot droids that mm -hmm. still sort of carry out his orders. So, you know, we've seen we've seen force ghosts in the past. We haven't seen any from the Sith, but who's to who's to say that doesn't change here, you know? The the, the laugh certainly would allude to that, especially we have Luke even saying no one's ever really gone and we know that the force is pretty much just the life force of the universe and it flows through everything and everyone so if the emperor was truly that powerful of a sith lord i don't think it'd be a stretch to say that he ends up being the big bad of this i personally so i like that rise of the skywalker theory that you read my theory was that it might actually be about kylo ren and him giving up his identity as a sith trainee and instead embracing his heritage because he is technically a skywalker he you know he, he is. is leo organa's uh child i think that we're gonna see kylo ren not be such a baddie i think that he's going to in the end team up with ray to fight the emperor that's sort of my takeaway from it something that i noticed in the very beginning of the trailer we see ray in the desert trying to outrun she's not trying to outrun but she's running away from a tie interceptor which is essentially a tie fighter with the triangle wings for people who aren't as nerdy as i am and <laughs> someone who broke down the trailer actually pointed out that we see the pilot of this TIE Interceptor engage the throttle more and the gloves look very, very similar to Kylo's glove. Something that I noticed though is that whomever is driving or piloting this ship isn't shooting their lasers. If you're trying to kill someone and like kill someone, kill someone and you're in this ship, even if you're chasing them down, wouldn't you be shooting these massive lasers at them? Mm. So I think that it's more of a, a training exercise or sort of a game of chicken or something because that's sort of the vibe that I got. It seemed almost like misdirection. My, my hope is that we see Ben and Ray team up to fight some larger evil that comes from out of left field. I don't know. Because if that's the end of the saga and you kill the last Skywalker off without redemption, that's bleak as fuck. Like, yeah. he's the last yeah. Skywalker, we beheaded him, and that's how the Skywalker, the Skywalker saga ends with a dead one. I mean... And a bad guy. <laughs> he was shitty through and through. I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to that. I like a good bleak ending. That would be interesting. Yeah, That'd be interesting. It, would, it would definitely not be the safe choice, and I appreciate that in my art when they don't make the safe choices. But we know Disney trying to make that money. Yeah. Yeah. We know they're going to make that safe choice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, though. But anyway, I guess one could say Ray is a complete and total badass, just like in our next trailer. Anna, that comes out June the 21st. It's directed by Luke Bisson, starring Sasha Luss, Luke Evans, Killian Murphy, and Helen Mirren. The description goes a little like this. Beneath a woman's striking beauty lies a secret that will unleash her indelible strength and skill to become one of the most feared assassins on the planet. All right, and um, so this looked a lot like another movie that we're familiar with, Atomic Blonde. Yeah. It looked like a, very reminiscent of it. And they must I don't know if they had the same stunt coordinators or what, or fight choreographers, but it, it definitely is drawing from that, that same standpoint of European backdrop, badass woman just whooping ass with whatever she can find. It, it Just the flow of the fight, that's, I think, what really, really struck me as Atomic Blonde-ass. Especially, and she's being interrogated. It's literally... Yeah, yeah. Right. It's a very reminiscent. Every, like, almost shot for shot in certain aspects. You're like, wait a minute. Is this Atomic Blonde? 
<laughs> but I'm sure it's not. I don't know how to feel about this movie. It looks like it could be fun. It doesn't look like it's going to be spectacular in any way. It comes out this summer, which is scary. I don't understand why you would place it in the summer, a movie like this, when there's so much competition already. And it already looks very similar to another film. I just think studio execs are so arrogant that they just don't give a fuck. Well, and I don't... It, it says something that they haven't really had a major marketing campaign for it, that we literally got the first trailer for this film a mere, like, two-ish months before its release. Yeah, that's scary. That's not good. That something in... It, it's confusing to me because uh, Luc Bisson, he's, he's an acclaimed director. He gave us The Fifth Element. He gave us Leon, The Professional. He gave us... I mean, he gave us Valerian, The he City of a Thousand <laughs> Planets. But it was still, again, a movie that was very, very visually right. and from a production standpoint, flippin' cool. I'm hoping that if this does fall into the same vein and or line that Atomic Blonde occupied, that it gives us a little bit more of a compelling story because Atomic Blonde, I loved the performances. I loved the fight choreography. I loved most of the production, but the story by the end just sort starts to sort of unwind itself, you know? Yeah, I agree. It, it be, kind of falls apart. Which is sad because it's a solid film all the way through until like the third act. You're just like, oh, wait, what? These don't make sense. What <laughs> yeah, is like, what is happening? But he is a good director. He had one miss, one pretty big miss. But again, it, it, like you said, it was visually stunning. Yeah. So I will say this the fight choreography, at least in the trailer, be it reminiscent of Atomic Blonde, was clean as fuck. It looked it looks really cool. Awesome. It looks awesome. You tell me that Killian Murphy's gonna be in a spy film, that sparks intrigue. You tell me Helen Mirren's gonna be in a spy film. Yeah. That almost almost sells me. I just I need to see more. The trailer looks cool, but I need to see more. I, I would even say that the trailer is underwhelming. I don't necessarily because it does nothing to differentiate between that and other spy movies at all. So it's hard to be like like, oh, what is this? I really want to see this. It's like, oh, this is just going to be another like throwaway, small bag of popcorn type movie. Uh, like, I'll watch this after I watch one movie and I'm like, do I want to see another movie? Uh, yeah, Anna's out. You want to sneak into that? Yeah, for sure. That's the type of movie it is. <laughs> we at Too Many Flicks do not condone sneaking oh, into Oh, of course films. not. We've never done it. We've never done it. At least on the record, we've never done it. <laughs> That being said, I think you drum up an excellent point. <laughs> it doesn't do a lot to differentiate itself from its predecessors, at least in terms of its marketing. And it's up against some of the steepest competition that it could be facing this summer. Yeah, We'll have to see how it does. You know, maybe the people who made the film will get taught a lesson. Maybe those no. who are releasing and distributing the film will feel like they have been taught. <laughs> Much like wow, okay. the person who is heading up the oh, next trailer oh, we're dissecting. Damn. Damn, transition, transition, transition. <laughs> Transitions. Hey. The Professor uh, is a movie that will be coming out <laughs> May 17th. It hey. is directed by Wayne Roberts, and it's starring Johnny Depp, Zoe Dutch, Justine Warrington, Danny Houston, and Ron Livingston. The synopsis is as follows. A college professor lives his life with reckless abandon after being diagnosed with a terminal illness. Ben? Yep. <laughs> You watched this with me. I, he did, I did, I did. I, we were in yeah. the room together. We were. 
Did I seem excited? Uh, by excited, you mean your brow seemed to like have a frown upon it. Your face, your countenance was just drooping. You, you had a look of a, gla- a glazed look on your face. No, so no, no, no absolutely no, not. No. <laughs> My life no. force drained from me. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah. this is this is this is a this is a head scratcher oh, to definitely. to say the least. I, if I recall correctly, at the top of the trailer, we find out that it's being distributed by AT and T. Wait, what? <laughs> I missed that. If you go back and rewatch the trailer, the AT and T logo is before anything else. It well, good for them. I guess they they're trying to get into the movie business. Yeah, I guess the best the best way that I can describe it, I have it in my notes. Someone was just in a writer's pitch and was like, "What if Dead Poet Society met fifty fifty? <laughs> And they had a baby. That's exactly what this feels like. I wonder if Horizon's working on a movie next, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's a horror movie called Can You Hear Me Now? Can you? <laughs> it's all about yeah. electronic voice phenomenon. This movie looked like a movie that would go straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. Absolutely. Yeah, like a lifetime movie that somehow managed to hire Johnny Depp. I, I do know he's going through a lot, but whoa, this is... This is not good. It doesn't it doesn't look great. I'm hoping that the trailer is extremely misleading, but it just looks it looks dull. It doesn't look fresh. Hopefully, you know, everybody in this film is getting what they need out of it. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe it's therapeutic for some. I, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah, no, this looks like a movie that would like have a, a C-list, B-list actor. What's the McDreamy? What's his name? The guy on uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> it looks like he would be in this movie. And you'd just be like, oh yeah, of course he's in this movie. Oh, great. He's here. Right, exactly. That's what, I, that's what <laughs> that's was missing. What that's the X Factor. It's that guy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is like a guy you just see on TV all the time. You're like, oh, that guy's in this. You're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh, good, good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> good, good for him. He's doing it. Damn, you know, how much do you think they got paid to do this? Like, they, this had to be in their contract. It's like, oh, yeah. Also, Bob's got a movie out. He wrote it. And, like, <laughs> he really, like, he's dating my sister. And I told him I would throw him a bone. Like, Johnny, please be in this. Johnny, just throw Bob this bone. <laughs> just throw, throw him his bone, man. He keeps bugging me about it. I told him I will make his fucking movie if he just shut the fuck up. I, it, that's a good question. I think I think part of why some of the like camera work looks so bad is probably because a great portion of their budget did go to securing oh, Johnny Depp. That's exactly what it was. Oh, that was a good point that I didn't even think about until right now. I'm not sure what the what the budget on this was like, but I, I guarantee you a hearty portion of it was just to get Depp on camera saying the words that he's saying. It just doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. This movie, it comes out May 17th as well. Another summer movie that shouldn't be in the summer. Like, this movie looks like it should come out in, like, January or February in these earlier months. But it's out coming out in May the 17th. Like, what? Like, why? Why do this to yourself, man? Johnny Depp's a big draw, but he's not a draw enough to, like, compete with any of these blockbusters. You obviously don't want to make any money. I don't understand. Sometimes I just, as studio execs, I just don't understand. When you see a movie like this, if it, if I were exec and it came across my uh, desk, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is obviously going in a month that no one goes out to see movies. I, and I'm, I'm also surprised just by the look of it that 
that it is getting a theatrical release. I thought for sure it would be, like you said, it looks very much like a, a direct-to-TV movie or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's really no life in it at all. Oh? Oh. Yeah, like our next movie, Lifelike. There it is. There it is. Comes out May the 14th. It's directed by Josh Janowitz. Starring Stephen Strait, Addison Timlin, James Darcy, and Drew Van Acker. An idealistic, attractive young couple acquires a stunning, lifelike robot for guilt-free help. But as the three grow closer, their perception of humanity will be altered forever. Ian, what do you think about this movie? <laughs> um, I get why this topic is so popular right now, especially in sci-fi, but this film has been done before and quite well in the past. I don't have high hopes for this. It looked intriguing, but at the end of the day, it seemed sort of green. So this is the first feature-length film that Josh Gianovitz will be directing. And I feel like if any of our listeners have seen Ex Machina, it's essentially that vibe, but someone mashed it up with a Black Mirror episode, and now there's this weird love triangle shoehorned into it all. I think it's got a tall task ahead of it, if it intends to compete with its predecessors and other films that have already dealt with this subject matter in a very thoughtful way. What did what was your takeaway, Ben? Yeah, been there, done that. I don't care. I don't care. Not one fucking bit. We've seen this in TV shows even. Black Mirror did uh, something similar to this. This is nothing new. I, they didn't show us anything in the trailer. So if you have something that looks similar to something that's already been done, just as a viewer, what we would say to film creators and, and our editors, show us something that looks different, that's a different take on it. Something that will captivate us immediately and be like, oh, I'd never thought about that possibility in this film. So androids have been a thing for for fucking ever like ever to come to think of it the steven spielberg ai was phenomenal we've seen it we've seen it done this trailer you show it to me and i say okay what's next what's next what's new i think you hit it right on the head if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna tackle a trope that's been done so many times right out the gate in the trailer you need to give us something that truly ensures us that this is going to be a fresh take and not just a rehash no um even if it's not a fresh take, at least trick us into believing it's a fresh take. Yeah. At least show us something. Fucking goddamn it. Uh, but with that being said, it's another movie that comes out May 14th. Just shooting yourselves in the foot. I got to feel like with all these movies coming out in May, studio execs must feel like there's this, this pocket mm -hmm. in which they can release these films that they don't expect to do well, but also no major blockbusters have come out yet. So they're just sort of like, let's throw them into the fray, see if they even tread water until the giants come to play in the pool, you know? Yeah, maybe you're right. Will you see this movie? And would, or is this a, is this a go opening weekend or wait for it to be on Netflix or Hulu? This is definitely a, let me wait for that to be on a streaming platform that I'm already paying for so I don't pay an additional $14 movie. That's that's definitely how this feels and looks to me. This is not even a Redbox movie. No, no, because no. I can Redbox cool shit that's not on streaming platforms, you know? like This movie so looks so bad that I think Blockbuster would reject it. Ow! I think, okay, we're dunking on it pretty hard here. It didn't look, look god-awful. It just looked stale, you know? like Wow! <laughs> Blockbuster, come on. 
Blockbuster is taking what? Yeah, Blockbuster wants whatever they can get right now. Okay. Well, let's go on to our next film. Ian. <laughs> yeah. There, so we, as you might be able to tell, we have a lot of issues yeah, with that do. last trailer. We do. But I don't know if we're going to have as many with this next trailer for the film Daddy Issues. It comes out April 19th, which is rather soon for those of you who are uh, staying in the loop. It'll actually come out the day that we drop this episode. It's directed by Amara Cash, and it stars Madison Lawler, Montana Manning, Verona Blue, and Kamala Jones. The premise is this. Maya, a 19-year-old queer pixie, gets romantically involved with her sexually fluid insta-crush and unknowingly becomes part of a twisted love triangle. Ben, what was your uh, takeaway watching this trailer? My takeaway was it looks, at least the cinematography looked fresh. Now, this is the exact opposite of what we just talked about. Yes, the love triangles as a dramatic uh, backdrop of a movie has been a thing. We've seen it, but just the style in, in itself and some of the costume design too and the musical choices, it felt different it felt very much like it sits in that pocket of this is an indie film i won't go as far as saying any films are superior but sometimes they have a lot more freedom to explore certain issues and certain Mm, things mm -hmm. and you kind of get that with this you're like okay this is looks new this looks like there could be new things i can find and take from this and be like oh wow that's really really cool so ian what do you think yeah so i really liked what you said about how we've seen love triangles done again that's another that's another film trope that's been beat over the head but this is a film that clearly recognizes that but what makes that love triangle feel fresh is that it's not about a heteronormative relationship that we've seen for the past century of filmography you know this uh this film has such a fascinating aesthetic a lot of the shots go from bubbly pastel type colors to sort of a darker almost nightmarish hue and edge it's it looks very fascinating it actually released at la outfest back in 2018 but it received so much acclaim and so much positive reactions that it is getting a theatrical release, which is awesome because we've talked in the past about how we need more of these stories to just be out there and for people to go to support these stories because we're tired of seeing the same old things over and over again. This is Amara Cash's first big film that's done so well, and it's really cool that she's getting some acclaim. A lot of people are saying that she's going to be a young new force to look out for. There was one reviewer that described it as a beautiful nightmare and if you want to sell me on anything you can pretty much just say that and it's gonna it's gonna capture my attention i'm excited for this to hit theaters i think that it's gonna do pretty well given given its independent background i don't think we often expect independent films to be massive money makers but i think that this is a fresh enough film with enough interesting things to say that we're gonna have some butts and seats for this I hope we do. I will say this, that the marketing for this hasn't been the greatest. You don't quite see it everywhere. Again, it is kind of hard to market this movie to a vast audience because it is mature at nature of a movie. So I understand that. I hope this doesn't go unnoticed, but I could potentially see it just based off of trends and how the box office is sometimes, which is highly unfortunate. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I could be completely wrong, but I I hope that there are butts and seats for it because I think it, it offers a lot that 
movies aren't offering at this time because we're gearing up for that summer blockbuster movie time for sure. I think you're right that the marketing could be better and it's probably a symptom of those studio executives being out of touch. You know, they don't believe that there is a market for queer stories like this, but I'm hoping that this ends up proving them wrong. Yeah, one can only hope. I believe it is up against Breakthrough, which is a movie that we haven't talked about. Um, It's the Jesus movie. Oh, well, the guy, the uh, the boy falls to the ice and he's miraculously healed because of the power of God. I honest, I honestly love that that daddy issues is going to be contending in the box office with breakthrough. <laughs> that that is fucking awesome. I know which film I'm going to see this weekend. That's for damn sure. And I can guarantee you that there's no ice in it. I, I can guarantee goddamn to you. It, it's not just about that it seems to be a heavily Christian-based film. It just looks really fucking bad. So let's just... Breakthrough, right? Yes, breakthrough. Let's just put that on the table right now. It has nothing to do with its religious affiliations. It just looks like a really shitty movie. I could tell you that right now. However, we're talking about daddy issues, and hopefully people <laughs> go out and see it. Go out and see it, support independent films, uh, show execs that these movies can have legs. So with that, we're going to move on to Flix News. Flix News. Flickety flicks. All right. Our first news and first issue is Screen Rand is reporting that John Cena is in talks to join the ensemble cast of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. He will be joining Idris Elba and Margot Robbie in an unknown role. Maybe he'll just be John Cena. I mean, that's a hero. That's Yeah, that, that works. They won't be able to see him. He's invisible. You can't see him. Oh, Jesus. How do you fight him? How do you fight someone you can't see? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how I read his name. John Cena! Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. <laughs> That was pretty good. Thanks, thanks, man. I, a lot of hard work on that. You know, it took me a while. Um, yeah, well, Ian, a name like John Cena pops up on news, and him attached, and him being attached to James Gunn, does that do anything for you? Because James Gunn has worked with wrestlers before. So here's the thing: if I were to trust anyone to pull a great performance out of a talented entertainer that has not had a background in acting, it would be James Gunn. Because John Cena, first of all, is just a wholesome human being. Let's acknowledge that. Correct. He's done a lot of cool stuff and spoken out on a lot of issues that I, like, when I first saw it, some of his thoughts, I was like, you surprised me, John Cena. Given, given your target audience, I would not expect you to skew so liberal. <laughs> But hell yeah. So I'm happy to go support him in Suicide Squad. I think that physically he's a great choice. I'm cu- I really am curious to know just who they would have him play. I-, I really want to know more. He might be Tim. Oh my God. This is Tim with the 770 credit score. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, fact, I, if I recall correctly, in the last issue that Tim was featured in, he actually did a Credit Karma report and he's up to 820. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. He's up. Wow. I, no one thought he's only thought, getting stronger. Only getting stronger. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good callback. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. A good callback to those people, the 25 people who listened to yeah. the last episode. Yeah, that's for you guys. That's for, that's you. for you. All 25. We appreciate your you. loyalty. We love you. <laughs> we love- <laughs> yeah, but John Cena, this is a good move for him. I'm sure Dave Batista probably talked him up. I'm sure there had been some networking going on. Dave Batista might even be in this. Who knows? 
That would be cool. We're just going to have a bunch of bulky-ass folks in this Suicide Squad from the sounds of it. If they keep casting like this, next thing you know, Margot Robbie's going to be a bodybuilder, too. And we're just, it's just going to be about a bunch of buffs just kicking ass. That and, like, Michael Sarah might join just to throw a a wrench in everything. Oh, my God. Can Michael Sarah please be, like, the main antagonist of this? (laughs) That would be amazing. You you know what? If they cast John Cena as Tim, I'll say they fucked up. They yeah. should have got Michael Sarah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Michael Sarah would have crushed that role as Tim. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you got any uh, other bits of news that you can uh, throw our way? I do indeed, Ben. Screen Rant is reporting that Disney won't change. Deadpool, which is great news. I know a lot of people were concerned when Disney acquired Fox that they would be more hands-on with Deadpool and tone it down. Kevin Feige says that's not the case. He's gonna he's gonna stay hands-off in terms of that. They don't want to censor an already... They don't want to censor Deadpool. And I think that's a smart move because Deadpool wouldn't want to be censored. I don't think his material lends itself to censorship. And I, I guarantee you that Ryan Reynolds would absolutely Absolutely, just walk off set. He'd be like, no, fuck this. Like, this is Deadpool. You can't tone down Deadpool. He's supposed to be the biggest for a reason. Like, that's that's his thing. He is the most outlandish. I'm excited to hear more news about a third Deadpool. I personally really liked Deadpool too. I know that it wasn't as popular with other folks as the first, they said it didn't feel as fresh or as inventive. For me, it worked really well, and I'm excited to hear more news, and I'm, in, I'm excited to see how they incorporate him into the MCU now that he is technically yeah. a part of it. What do you, How do you feel, Ben? I feel like you can't really have him be completely involved in the MCU, but now he can freely use any of the references, and he can always be like the one who's left out of everything and be like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> Why am I left out? <laughs> be on a phone call with the Avengers yeah. or something. It'd be fun to see what group that he picks on or what what hero he picks on. That'd be hilarious. It's like maybe he just has beef with Spider-Man. I mean, he they do like work together in the comics and everything too. So it'd be interesting to see how it gels. But I think probably the strongest thing is just kind of keep him separate. Maybe have him in like in credit scenes. Somebody suggested this. I think I saw this on Facebook or Twitter or one of the social media platforms that he replaces Stan Lee in the oh as the cameo. watcher or yeah like he's just like oh just here was that deadpool was like, like just, <laughs> that'd be funny it's me like that would be great or he just can like show up in after credit scenes and just fuck around like i'm cool with that um but yeah it's very reassuring so we know that ryan reynolds will still be attached and that they won't fuck up the formula because Disney's about that money and they know how to make it well. Mm-hmm. And they know what works and they know what doesn't work and they know that this is working, this is making money. Why fuck it up? You don't. You don't fuck it up. That Yeah. Yeah, you don't. If it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Yep, that... <laughs> well, a wise man once said that. <laughs> So we're happy. We can't wait to see how Kevin Feige effectively uses Deadpool. And uh, we're going to go on to our next bit of first issue news. Screen Rant again. We put a lot of things for Screen Rant this episode because uh, they're on the ball. Good Props to Screen Rant. You know, give yourselves a round of applause. That, that wasn't applause. That, I don't know what that was like. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Far From Home release date moves forward three days. 
giving the sequel a head start on this year's 4th of July holiday frame. It's coming out July 5th now. So after the 4th of July, you're full of your belly full of hot dogs and burgers. You can go and watch fucking Spider-Man. Because what's more American than Spider-Man, really? I can't think of much. No, apple pie, freedom, racism, for some, racism, and Spider-Man. He's not He's not racist. correlated no, to racism, yeah, it's just, but yes. it's, that's just an American pastime. Right, that's all. Yeah. Spider-Man's racist? What? <laughs> Y'all didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so what does this do for you? Uh, you know, it just Marvel's confident in their products, of course. This is, shouldn't surprise anyone. I think it's a smart move, too, to bump it up before July 4th, because then on that holiday, there will be a lot of family celebrating, and they'll be like, what do we do? I don't know. I don't want to really care for these kids too much, so like, let's just fucking sit them down for two hours and watch the guy with the web swing around. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, good, it's a good move by Marvel. Yeah, it's funny that this story actually takes place in Europe. <laughs> that actually that's a great bit of irony that i did not uh, pick up on but that makes me happy yeah i mean marvel can't do wrong unless it's like i don't know what's the bad marvel movie that came out that's on the mcu it's not, they like it's thor dark world that's about it it's been a long time since dark world it was a dark that's time true, that's true so yeah they know what the fuck they're doing they know what they have they they're not going to release the trailer until after Endgame, which is great we almost went a whole episode without talking about Endgame, but there it is. There it is. There it is. It's gonna find its way in somewhere. Because it's so big. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you have it again. What does this what, what does this do for you? I don't know. I mean, it just means that I get to see it sooner, which is there cool. You know, I'm yeah. about it. I'm about it. You can tell me it's coming out tomorrow. I'll be like, great, fantastic. So that's it for first issue. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Goddamn in-game. Now we're going to go to uh, a little segment Ian likes to call Netflix Now. Now! Now! Right now! So today on Netflix Now, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. There's only one project that I really wanted to talk about. It actually dropped midnight the night before we recorded this, and so I got up early this morning to give it a watch. It's on a subject that I'm not super familiar with, but I think we all know in some capacity. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Beyonce's documentary, Homecoming. Damn. Now, for those of you who don't follow pop culture or music or the trends, Beyonce fucking killed last year's Coachella. She did something unprecedented in scale and talent that had never been brought to the festival scene before, and that was essentially her show, Homecoming. The documentary covers the performance in extensive detail, which was great. It's never before have I felt so inspired and yet artistically inadequate at the same time. It's incredible just to watch and to hear her manifesto for the piece. So if you're looking for a good time where you want to just enjoy some phenomenal live performances and get something that lights a fire in you, then this this documentary is definitely for you. I feel like the only place that this piece falls short is that I personally wanted to see some of the more behind-the-scenes work that went into creating such a masterful and cohesive piece of art. We get some very illuminating glimpses into how Beyonce's mind worked on this 
this, how she felt about it. And we see snippets of that work, but I, I really, really wanted to learn more of the process that went into it. There's so many moving parts. She brought 200 people on stage at once to headline Coachella, the first time ever in this festival's history that an African-American woman headlined at all, which was a huge accomplishment Ooh. in of itself. Yeah, and she knew that with that sort of pressure that she had to be the biggest and the baddest, and she delivered in spectacular fashion. In the clips that they show from the actual performance, they cut back and forth between two performances, and you see the artistry in the costumes, in the dance, in the band and the orchestra that accompanies her. And she's got so many, she pulls out all the stops. It's truly, truly phenomenal. Even if you're not a fan of her work, I defy you to watch this film and not be impressed. I just wish that we got to see more of the sweat that went into creating it. There's plenty of sweat on stage because they are all dancing their fucking faces off and doing just inconceivable feats of athletic prowess while playing instruments or singing their faces off. But I really wanted to see the failures that happen behind the scene to give us this triumph. That being said, it clocks in at approximately two hours, two hours, 15 minutes, and it is one of the most compelling and energizing two hours and 15 minutes that you can find on the Netflix platform at this moment. I would highly recommend it. My one complaint aside, this this deserves to be a nine out of 10 easily. It'd be a 10 out of a 10 if I could just, just see more of that behind the scenes work and all the meticulousness that her designers and her herself put into it. They The snippet that they show are so fascinating. I would have easily watched three hours of this just to get a little more of a glimpse behind the curtain. Go watch this. Just go be inspired and in awe of the excellence that she brought and that she vows to continue to bring throughout the rest of her career. This is this is one that's absolutely worth your time, folks. Do you think the audience would be ready for this jelly? I don't even know if they know what kind of jelly they in for. Damn, you heard it right here, man. Put a halo over your ass and watch this shit woo woo to the left to the left your remote is all the way to the left I am telling you, she actually does that song. And she, again, something that is so great about this performance is she deconstructs a lot of her hits and does them in ways that are fresh and new. And that that actually one in particular was one that I, I was like, oh, oh, man. So at least four times during this documentary. Damn. I was like, I, I said, I was like, oh, come on. God damn. You can't you can't be so fucking talented. Right, Leave yeah. some for the rest of us. Come on. Jesus. Yeah. Selfish. <laughs> but very well deserved. Very well deserved. <laughs> and that concludes Netflix Now. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Time for the game portion. You know what it is, folks. That was my price is right. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Now you know what it is. We've come to the game portion. We are at the end of the episode. We want to have a little bit of fun with you. Uh, ben, we're going to be playing the game that you taught me a few episodes ago. Explain it to the folks. All right. We don't have a real name for it, so we're calling it categories. Shut up, theater friends. Right. right. Ben, the way the game works is whoever starts off the round, let's say it's I, I will give you the name of a movie. Mm -hmm. Your task then is to name an actor in that movie. If 
I think you can't name anyone else in that movie, I'll ask you to name another actor, i.e. I will call bullshit. If you successfully name an actor in that film, then it is now my task to name a film that features the actor that was last named. Heard. Let's do it. All right, all right. Who's kicking us off? You want to kick us off? Sure. Am I starting with movies or actors? Start with a movie. Start with a movie. Okay, all right. Here we go. All right. Ha ha. Training know. day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's see. A movie. A movie, a movie, a movie. Okay. Wow. Now I'm drawing blanks. Ben, this is a movie podcast. Just name a movie. I, I know. I was one of... <laughs> I want to name something that I think is hard, but yet I think you might get... It's round one. It's round one. Okay, you, I'll go easy. start soft. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's go with Toy Story. Woody Allen. What? He's not in Toy oh Story? Oh, my God. <laughs> Please keep that. I just did. I put Woody's name and Tim (laughs) Allen together. That's a whole different movie. That is that is one round to Ben. (laughs) Ben, it's round one. Let's start soft. Said the idiot (laughs) to Woody Allen. Fuck. Well, I'll start over. That doesn't count, but that's funny. <sighs> God, that's a that's a whole different set of problems. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it a whole is. other thing to unpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's go with another movie. God, that's that's hysterical. <laughs> um, I will go with Thor. Okay, Chris Hemsworth. Okay, Chris Hemsworth is also in Ghostbusters, the remake. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to pull that one out, huh? The candidate with um Zach Galifianakis, maybe. I don't know. We could look that's it up. A, yeah, that's a that's a Google that's a Googleable one. I doubt it. I know she's in something with Zach Galifianakis. She just hasn't been in like too much of like a lead role or anything like that. Usually she's like a side character and she's just there for goofs. So it's really hard to pinpoint her. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see I love Kate McKinnon. It. She's amazing. I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's not showing the candidate. No. 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 Okay, you take that one. That was a good one. All right. So do I? Do you give me an actor or a movie now? All right. So yeah, I think now now I'm the one that does the movies. Hold okay. on. The Lego Movie, Ben. The Lego Movie. Morgan Freeman. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Um. You know what? I want to say this guy's name. I know exactly who you're talking I'm about, f- but what the fuck is his name, right? I know his name. I just yeah? don't know what he's been in after that. But I could bullshit it. Hold on, real quick. Oh no! I actually I got it. I think I can do it. Okay, so you gave me Shawshank. I'm gonna give you Clancy Brown. Ooh, yeah, okay. Ooh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Clancy Brown. God, he's done animated movies. Yeah, he has. There's one big one too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, why am I doing this? I should just call your bullshit. Okay. Can you name me someone else from The Shawshank Redemption? Uh, or uh, a movie that he's been in? I thought I, I thought. Because I gave you more, okay, no, you're right. I so gave I, you I, Shawshank. So that's right. Now I'd have to give you another person that's been in that. Yeah. Okay, let's see. It's gonna kill me because the lead. (laughs) (laughs) That's the guy that I was talking about. I know his fucking name. Everybody knows his face and maybe his name. And his movies. I cannot tell you his fucking name to save my goddamn life. And I know the warden's been in a lot of stuff. There's got to be another person in there that... Shawshank Redemption. You know what? Uh, I can't. I can't. I, I'm tapping out. We're going we're gonna to call that one a draw because I also couldn't think of the Clancy Brown movie. All right. Tim Robbins Tim is his name. Tim Robbins. The lead. I know this. He's famous as fuck. I know. 
Is Clancy Brown in Toy Story 3? What's the big animated movie that he's in? SpongeBob. He's Mr. Krabs. That's not a... Yeah, they have a movie. Boo! All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, you're up. It's your turn. Give me, give, me, give me a good movie. Give me a little tasty cinema. a good movie. Let's see. The Amazing Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. Okay. Um, oh, my God. What? I know this movie again. <laughs> oh, my God. The Social Network. Holy shit. Jesse Eisenberg. Batman versus Superman. Henry Cavill. I kept wanting to say Harvey Dent, and I was like, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Oh, like Woody Allen. <laughs> Shut up. Henry Cavill. All right. Henry Cavill. Mission Impossible. The the last one to come out. <laughs> <laughs> that seems unfair. All right. I'm just fucking with you. Okay. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Simon Pegg. Star Trek 2009. Who's a good person to choose from this? A good, difficult person. I'm going to go with Zachary Quinto. Go ahead and give me a movie that Zachary Quinto's in. Um, He is in Hotel Artemis. Ooh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Dave Batista. Dave Batista is in Blade Runner 2049. Sure, sure. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I sound like a robot. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. It's <laughs> actually a little harder than I thought. <laughs> Initially, I was like, I think I know so many movies <laughs> Ryan Gosling's been in. Uh, truth be told, I don't think I do know a lot of Ryan Gosling films, but I'm not going to tap out because I'm going to give you La La Land. Okay. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Full circle. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there anyone else in The Amazing Spider-Man 2? <laughs> Fuck, hold on. Oh, Paul Giamatti. Good one. That's Holy a solid shit. One. That that was close. Um Man on the Moon. Jim Carrey. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Kate Winslet. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Um Titanic. Okay, I was one I was uh, wondering. I was like, uh, come on now. Yeah, I got her Claire Danes and all these other fucking sure, people. Yeah, sure. so I was about to go with Claire Danes, but yeah. Uh I mean I have to. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Of course. You have to. I have to. Absolutely. Leo! Leo my boy! <laughs> Gangs of New York. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel. Oh, can I switch? Go ahead. Brendan Gleeson. Um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. You know I could go through all of these. Not, no, that seems unfair. I feel like sequels, sequels are enough. cheating. Fair enough. Unless we start another round, then it's fair game. Right, but right, not, right, right. Okay, that, is, that would be highly. But you can't just be like Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter 2. <laughs> Harry Potter All right, fine. Emma Watson. <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter 6. <laughs> There are seven of these, Ian. Eight, Ben. Eight of these. Well, there are seven, technically, with two parts, right? One with two parts? There are eight movies, though. Okay, come on. That movie is not... The seventh movie is not complete without the, the second half, or else it's just rising action and falling action, and they both <laughs> suck. Yeah. Like, unless you watch them back-to-back. I'm sorry, I know some people love those that more than anything, but I really don't care for the seventh No, they're not... Film. I don't think the movies are too strong. Yeah, I just it's just... Full, like, again, rising action and falling action. It's like, all this action's happening, and I'm like, well, I don't understand. Anyway, that's a whole discussion. A whole for other thing to unpack. Right, yeah. Okay, we're at Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just had a movie come out quite recently. I guess not quite recently, like two years ago. No, but I don't know that other motherfucker in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Been in a couple stuff, <clears throat> of course, because he's an actor. I'm in more stuff than I've been in. He's got a he, yeah. he's got a career. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, that he, was not meant to be like he that. Works. 
He works unlike us. Ben, I was about to say, we're both doing a podcast here, so right, who, who out of the three of us has a career? Right, yeah, it's Daniel it's Radcliffe. It's Daniel fucking Radcliffe, of course. That son of a bitch. <laughs> this is a good one. We've gone pretty far. We, this has lasted for, like, at least four or five, not even, maybe more. It may stop soon, though, because this one's giving me it's a tough time. Uh, Swiss Army Knife. Our man, pardon. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Fuck. Can you name me the other dude in Swiss Army Man? I actually don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. That, that, that was, was a, a good. That was a good call on my bluff. Right. I feel like he, he would. It's probably not though. It's probably some new dude. I feel like they work well together, but it's probably not. Mm, fuck. Is it? No. Oh man. It's a Paul Dano. That's that's one of you. Have I won one? Are you? Are we one and one right now? Are I two, think we're like one one. I don't remember. I think I think we're one and one because a few we had a few no goes. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a really solid round. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. I was gonna say horns. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, but I couldn't think of anyone else in that either. Yeah, Because no. usually what happens with Daniel Radcliffe is it's him and then everybody else. Yeah, you're right. So, you're like, right. you know what I mean? Like, All right, hold on. We're going to do uh, we're gonna do two more best okay. out of three. Best out of three. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so I'm the one doing the movies now. I'm doing the movies now. I believe so. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, hmm. What? I'm, I'm doing the movies now. Cause you guess- no, because you gave me Swiss Army Man. Oh, okay. Wait. Hmm? <laughs> you are doing the movies. Hold on. Mm-hmm. How did the last round go? I don't know. You were naming actors. Right. No, you but were you naming was... act, the act, actors. So, yeah, I guess it was movies, right? So, no, I am yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. So, you, so, you're movies, correct? Yeah. I, yes. yes. Yeah, okay. There we go. Now we're back on track. All right, movies. Um, I'm going to suggest a league of their own. Tom Hanks. Okay. 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 All right. Forrest Gump. She really said all these awesome women in that, and I go immediately <laughs> Tom to Hanks. Tom it's Hanks. It's okay. I'm a douche. <laughs> God damn. It. Uh, okay. What'd you say? Uh, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. God damn it. She's in fucking House of Cards. Yes, yeah, she is. Is <sighs> character's name in House of Cards Claire Underwood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Wright. Nice. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that was a close one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you name me one more from Forrest Gump? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure can. <laughs> There's one more big name, at least, that, I, that I'm that i sure you know. The, the guy who plays Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Who's the black woman he talks to on the bench? <laughs> Hmm. It's not Octavia Spencer. No, <laughs> no, no, baby, no. I know, I know. Uh, that is not one of my, that's not my thing. You know what? I don't know. I'm going to need to skip up and stop making a fool of myself. What's that motherfucking name? Gary Sinise. Gary's fucking Sinise. Yep. I got stopped on Forrest Gump, ladies and gentlemen. Forrest <laughs> Gump. And it took me the longest to come up with fucking Robin Wright. Fantastic. Now it's my turn for movies. So Give me a movie. I give you a movie, Baywatch. <laughs> Fuck, man. <sighs> Zach Efron. Zachary Efron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll call BS. Who's another actor in that one? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Fantastic. Damn it. <laughs> uh... The Rundown. Sean William Scott. Can you name me another actor? Motherfucker, can you name me another actor? <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. You can? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that blew up in my face. <laughs> um, it's a really big one, too. Uh, yeah, there are two other big names. Fuck. Paul Walker? <laughs> I don't know, That's man. That's fair. That's fair. This is John the type Leguizamo. of shit he would be. No, Christopher Walken. That was going to be... 
in the rundown. Yeah, he's in the rundown, my friend. As what? So is Rosario Dawson. Cornelius Bernard, it looks like? Fuck <laughs> 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 that. character. That's a made-up character. <laughs> yes, the rundown saves me. We're 2-2, oh two, two, so we... Uh, the this next one's one. for all the marbles. All the marbles. All the Jenna marbles. Ah, deep cut. Throwback. Jesus. <laughs> do, no do, one understands do, do, that. Do, do, do. Except for the 11 people that thumbs up our one YouTube video. And the one dislike. So I guess, yeah, 12 <laughs> people know that reference. Only 11 of them care about it. Hey, right, Ben, I got one for you. Okay. I want you to name me an actor from the modern retelling of Hamlet. What? <laughs> the modern retelling of Hamlet? Yep. David Tennant? Oh, no, it's America. It just go for American folks. I'm sorry. Wait, th- this was a movie? When did this happen? Early 2000s. He does To Be or Not To Be in a blockbuster, actually. Get the fuck out <laughs> I'm of dead it. ass serious. No, Ian, this is not fair. What the fuck? You know what? I think I do remember this. You do. There are a lot of big names in this. This is when they were doing like modern retellings of Shakespeare because Othello was one. This was one. Romeo yep. and Juliet were one. Yeah. Um, this is not John, John Cusack, is he? In oh God! Thank God, no. Uh, I, this doesn't count. But I want to. I want to guess. Okay. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah. There is a direct connection to The Purge. No way. The lead actor is the lead in both of them. Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke plays Hamlet in the modern retelling. Bill Murray is Polonius. Um, I remember this. Yep. Claire Danes is that's, Ophelia. That's that's a tough one. That's why I, that's why I threw it out there. Yeah, I, I kind of want to just give it up and <laughs> give you the win. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I'll choose something better. Jeez. The modern retelling of Othello. I mean, Hamlet. Hamlet. I'm tired. The, the, yeah, they're two pretty different stories. It's okay. We all it's tired. Okay. Remember, we're brought to you by Spirit. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Is there first class, middle class, low class? No class. No class. Fly Spirit. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Where the only thing we value less than your luggage is your safety. <laughs> Spirit. Spirit. Fly Spirit. Spirit. Uh oh, we're in an emergency. No oxygen mask for you. You should have paid more than $75 for a round trip ticket. Uh, hold your breath, bitch. Spirit. Fly spirit. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm back on task. Back let, me on give you, let me give you a movie. All right. Ben. I want you to name me an actor from the modern cinematic classic, The Tour de Force, the art house flick, The Emoji Movie. Why would you do this to me? (laughs) Why would you do this? He obviously wants to end this game real quick. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Fuck, is he really in there? He is poop. He is. (laughs) Oh my God. The emoji poop. No. No. Yes, he is. He is actually poop. You know what? This is not this is not okay because I think we've done this before. Uh-huh. Cause you just kept naming Star Trek films, <laughs> you piece of shit. Like that's how we got that's how we got on this in the first place. <laughs> but no sequels this time. <clears throat> no, you, you know, I can't do that though. I think we've already done emoji movie last time though. Oh, did we really? That's how we got Patrick Stewart in the first place. Oh, okay. So let's give me another movie then. Yeah, all right. Yeah, false but, start. False start. Yeah, he's pooping that. <laughs> the movie's poop. <laughs> Oh, Stardust. Robert De Niro. Silver Linings Playbook. Chris Tucker. Nice. Rush Hour. Ricky Tan. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm fucking rich. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, does this include this second one? I said rush hour. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Jesus. I, you know what? I, I'm having trouble just figuring out the fucking first one, period. I know Jackie Chan's in it. Jackie Chan. You need to ask me who else is in that movie, huh? No, 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 no. Okay. I actually, I had a few contingency plans for this. Okay. So I'm going to have you do a little choose your own adventure. Okay. Uh, Do you want to go down path A, path B, or path <laughs> C? Uh, C. Okay. Tuxedo. The tuxedo. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Nice. Requiem for a dream. Jennifer Love Hewitt's in record. Oh, for sorry, a dream. no, no, I, I <laughs> mixed her up with Jennifer Garner. That's my okay, fault. Hold okay. on, I'm it's sorry. Okay. I was like, what? Whoo! Bullet dodged. Okay. Um. <clears throat> oh man, I fucked myself over, didn't I? No, dude. <laughs> Please don't ask me who else is in that movie. <laughs> Okay, here's here's how we're gonna do this. <laughs> this is yeah. this is like a high noon final draw. Okay. If I can think of a movie featuring Jennifer Love Hewitt before you can think of another actor in the tuxedo, <laughs> it's whoever comes up with one first is the winner. Okay. Okay, so I know he gets a tuxedo from an agent, and I think that's the and I think the agent, whoever the British dude is, is a relatively known name. What the fuck does Jennifer Love Hewitt look like? They're like a bunch of nobodies in tuxedo. <laughs> like, know. literally, nobody. I'm gonna say the guy who plays Lucius Malfoy is the agent, but I feel like that's wrong. I'm just thinking of any British white dude. <laughs> Jesus. You got a, quite, a, quite an array. You got quite an array. Ah, uh, dude. Ah, <clears throat> uh, dude. I'm gonna say that's not right. Fuck! All right, I'm gonna... I'm yeah, gonna call yeah. it. We can both call it. I mean, it is Jason Isaac. You oh my got God. it, no, ladies and gentlemen. Ben wins the crown. How did I for no, I can't. <laughs> James Brown's in that too. Apparently, what? James Brown's in the tuxedo. I cannot believe that Jason Isaac was in that fucking movie, and I knew it, but I could. I didn't say his name though. You knew it, but I did know it. Do you give me half a point for that? No, I think you win because that's because hard. I. It not only is that incredibly surprising, <laughs> I would have known none of these. All movies. this tells me is that I've seen this movie more than you have. That's it. I that's, guess that's it because it used to come on HBO all the time. I used to rent this movie a yeah. lot. Oh wow! Yeah, you see Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, I'm looking at the ratings for the tuxedo. Oh man, I'm sure it's awful. No, it's 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 bad. Oh no, we deserve that. We chose this life. We did. We did choose this life. Oh, Colin Mockery's in there. Oh, what? Good old Colin. Trust in Colin. And Jennifer Love Hewitt is still looking bad as ever. Good for her. Yeah, I wish that I knew some of her movies. I know literally nothing that's <laughs> listed on this fucking Google page. I'm going to see if there's more on her IMDb that makes sense. Oh, I know what you did last summer. Fuck. Yeah. Not that I would have guessed that, but fuck. Jason Isaac has come a long way, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he truly has. <laughs> he really has. He was in the last season of Star Trek, Discovery. It's Captain Lorca. Oh, man. I couldn't man. think of his name to save my life. And he's also in The Patriot, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, she's in Tropic Thunder. Fuck me. I Is she really up. in Tropic Thunder? Yeah, I think she plays herself. Oh. Yeah, I would have known none. I would never have guessed any of this shit. Oh, well, let me see the rating. What was the rating? It was 1.5 or 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. 94% like this movie, though. So what do they know? Yeah, that's what fair. What does Rotten that's Tomatoes fair. know? We had a good time. That's right, Rotten Tomatoes. Go reevaluate the tuxedo. Yep. The retroactive classic. <laughs>
Oh, Lord, friends, it that's, is... That's it. That's so nice of you to stick that out with us. What a bumpy road. Thank you, guys. We went down. Yeah. We are forever grateful for you and your listenership. Uh, I think we're going to review the tuxedo one of these days. That's next on the docket. Next on the docket. Look out for the tuxedo. Avengers in- Endgame is taking a backseat. The tuxedo yep. is now the movie of the summer, It's now folks. the movie of the summer. It's now the movie of the summer. We need a tuxedo, too. Where's the tuxedo, too? Uh, uh, See, all this talk about the Kung Fu yeah. Muscle 2, I've been over here asking for a tuxedo 2. A tuxedo 2. See, that, these are the things that are going to happen when we buy Blockbuster. We're going to make movies. That's right. The Tuxedo 2. The, Fly. Yes. That's going to be our one of our big bangers. That's right. <laughs> Banging out. No. No, all right. Well, uh, that's Woo! that's all we have. So uh, that's we're gonna the show, folks. That's all, folks. Why are you still there? Oh, I know why. Cause you were gonna do our sign off. Ian, where can the people find you? My friends, you can find me on Twitter at babygotknack, or you can try to find me on Facebook if you feel like guessing how to spell Ian Muntiner. What? Ben, yeah. where can the folks find you? You can find me on social media, basically, well, mostly on Twitter at btjenkins91 is my Twitter handle, and you can find too many flicks at too many flicks that's the number two and x at the end on any social media platform that's right folks remember to like subscribe give us some feedback tell us if you love us if you hate us tell us your deepest darkest secrets yeah we we ain't no snitches we not gonna snitch we might if you ride with spirit 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 (laughs) jesus christ god it's All too right. late for this, folks. It's too late. All right, y'all. You know who we are? Yep. We're too many flicks, and we watch all the flicks. So that you don't have to. Bye-bye.